Hello, this is Salil from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday the 4th of February. India recorded 1,49,394 new cases of coronavirus in the last 24 hours, pushing the total infection tally to over 4.2 crore. The number of new infections is significantly lower than yesterday's count of 1,72,433 cases. With 1,072 deaths in the past 24 hours, the cumulative death toll has climbed to 5,55 deaths. Schools, colleges and gyms will reopen in Delhi with strict COVID-19 protocols, the Indian Express reported. An order issued by the Delhi Disaster Management Authority states that schools for classes 9 to 12 will open in a phased manner and unvaccinated teachers will not be permitted. The night curfew in the capital will continue but will begin at 11pm instead of 10pm. Offices are now allowed to function with 100% capacity and gyms will open with restrictions, the order added. Meanwhile, the Rajasthan government has decided to end the night curfew in the state, which has been in place since the second wave of COVID-19 last year. In an order issued today, the State Home Department said that the night curfew between 11pm and 5am would end starting Saturday. The state government also increased the number of persons allowed in wedding ceremonies to 250 individuals. Globally, the coronavirus has infected over 387 million people and caused more than 5.71 million deaths so far. The Enforcement Directorate has arrested Bhupinder Singh Hani, who is the Punjab Chief Minister Charanjit Singh Channi's nephew, in connection with an illegal sand mining case, the NDTV reported. Last month, the agency had conducted searches at more than 10 places in Punjab, which led to seizure of about Rs 10 crore in cash and jewellery. The premises of Mr. Channi's nephew were also searched. The ED move triggered a sharp reaction from the Congress. The ED's money laundering case is based on a first information report registered by the Punjab police on March 7, 2018, alleging illegal sand mining in six quarries located in the Shaheed Bhagat Singh Nagar district in Punjab. The police had invoked various provisions of the Indian Penal Code and the Mines and Minerals Regulations and Development Act against the accused persons. The arrest comes just days ahead of polling for the 117-member Punjab Legislative Assembly. Voting will be held on February 20th, while the results will be out on March 10th. After the arrest, Punjab Chief Minister Charanjit Singh Channi told ANI that he has no objections with the law doing its work. Moving on to updates from the budget session of the parliament. IT Minister Ashwini Veshna addressed the government's stance to deal with the rising number of virtual hate crime incidents such as the Bully Bai and Sully Deals case in response to a question raised by the Member of Parliament, Sushil Modi. The IT Minister responded, saying that if the House is consensus, the government is willing to provide even stricter social media rules to make the medium more accountable while adhering to the framework of our constitution. Mr. Veshno also added that protecting women is important to their government and that investigations in the Bully Bai case were initiated as soon as the issue was brought to the notice of the government. The issue of guaranteeing a minimum support price for crops was also raised in the parliament today. Addressing the Rajya Sabha, Agriculture Minister Narendra Singh Tomar said that the government is committed to forming a panel on deliberating the minimum support price. However, the Election Commission has said that it can only be done after the assembly elections. The government today has decided to provide said category security by the Central Reserve Police Force to Member of Parliament Asaduddin Ovesi a day after gunshots were fired at his car in Meerut yesterday. 
Owesi, whose party is contesting 100 seats in the upcoming assembly elections in the state, had a close call yesterday when shots were fired at his vehicle while returning to Delhi after campaigning in Meerut. The government decided to provide him with Z-category security after reviewing the threat level in the light of last night's attack. Ovesi's security will entail armed commandos while travelling, apart from security at his residence, sources told the Indian Express. UP police have also arrested two people in connection with the incident and have also recovered the arms used for the attack. One of the accused is Sachin, a resident of Noida, who has an earlier attempt to murder case against him. In his Facebook profile, Sachin says that he is a member of a Hindu right-wing organization, the police said, adding that they are investigating the claim. The other accused is Shubham, a farmer from Saharanpur who does not have a criminal record. The two accused have told the police that they were upset with remarks made by Mr. Ovesi and his brother and MLA, Akhbaruddin Ovesi. The accused will now be presented in court and police would seek their custody. Meanwhile, in other updates from the UP election, UPCM Yogi Adityanath today filed his nomination for the upcoming elections from Gorakhpur. This is the first state election he is contesting for. Before coming to file his nomination, the five-time MP prayed at the Goraknath temple where he remains the head priest and performed Havan. He then reached the nomination filing centre along with Amit Shah and other BJP party leaders. Listeners, as five states move closer to the date of polls, legacy media outlets can be seen peddling petty politics and rousing inflammatory narratives in the name of news. Mid the discord, what gets lost are problems and issues that actually matter. With this in mind, our team of reporters and producers are on the ground in the poll-bound states, catching the pulse of the voters to bring you a comprehensive account of issues that actually matter to them. We have also put together a new show titled Another Election Show. You can watch it on our website newslaundry.com or head over to our YouTube channel. To continue bringing you stories that matter, we cannot do without your support. We are not funded by the government or private corporations. What we do is only possible because our precious subscribers pay to keep our independent news platform running. Help keep the spirit of independent news alive. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that red subscribe button on the top right corner today. Colleges across Karnataka today witnessed protests from students over their right to wear hijab to their class. This morning, around 40 students wearing the hijab stood at the gates of the Bhandarkar's Arts and Science Degree College in Kundapur, a coastal town in the Udupi district of Karnataka, as the staff refused to allow them in unless they took off their headscarves. The college students then protested outside the college gates and demanded to know why the administration had banned the hijab when the rules allow it. Some 40 Muslim boys also sat outside the college and protested in solidarity with the girls. Another college in Kundapur saw identical scenes yesterday when a group of hijab-wearing girls were shut out by the principal and stood outside for six hours pleading to be allowed to attend classes. The junior PU government college had also allowed hijabs in class until two days ago, the girls complained. The trouble started when, to counter the girls in hijab, a large group of boys showed up in college wearing saffron shawls on Wednesday. To avoid communal tension, the college administration decided to ask female students to attend classes without the hijab. The hijab protests began weeks ago at the government girls PU college in Udupi district when six students alleged that they had been barred from classes for insisting on wearing the hijab. 
The issue will be taken up by the High Court of Karnataka where a petition has been filed by five Muslim girls from the PU college seeking a declaration from the court that they have a fundamental right to practice essential religious practices including wearing of hijab as per Islamic faith on college premises. The court will hear the plea on February 8th. Russian Foreign Minister Sergey Lavrov today dismissed the allegations made by the United States who claimed that Russia was preparing a fake video as a pretext for starting a war in Ukraine, Russia's RAI news agency reported. Yesterday, the United States alleged that they had evidence that a plot would be created that would show Ukraine lashing out on Russia. It was believed that a fake video containing corpses, footage of blown-up buildings, fake Ukrainian military hardware, Turkish-made drones and actors playing the part of Russian-speaking mourners would be planted. United States claimed that this video would then be evidence of Ukrainian genocide against Russian speakers to justify Russian military intervention. The New York Times and the Washington Post were the first to publish versions of this account given by administration officials to media houses yesterday. The Deputy National Security Advisor of the United States, Jonathan Feiner, said that they wanted to make the news public as soon as possible to stall Russia and their plans. However, today the Russian Foreign Minister publicly dismissed the allegations, calling them nonsense. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please.